Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Are you ready for the Word? All right. Open up your Bibles if you have a Bible or a phone or whatever else. If not, you can watch with me uh, and it'll be on the screen. We're going to Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. And this morning, we're going to be talking about the wayside. What in the world is that? Well, uh, you'll know by the time we get there. The wayside. Thank you so much for letting me pray for you a moment ago. I really felt... Um, that God just wants to stir up um, his, his healing power in our lives. You know, faith activates a grace that God has provided for us, whether it's for salvation or for healing or for increase. Uh, you know, we can't use God like a Santa Claus or some puppet, and we can't go commanding him to do anything. God is sovereign, and if the sovereignty of God is not a part of your doctrine, you're probably in error. But what we can do is petition God, and God has already given us um, knowledge that he wants to heal, and he wants to help, and he cares. You will never bring a problem to God and hear God say, well, oh, I don't know what to do about that. You know, you'll never give something to God and God say, well, I can't help with that one. Okay. That one's beyond my ability to help. That won't ever happen. God is able and he's willing. And so I encourage you pray. Don't just think about your problems. Don't just talk about your problems. Pray. The Bible says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God what you want and then thank him for everything he does. Philippians 4, 6, the New Living Translation. One of, uh, one of my favorite scriptures as well as yours probably. If you found Mark 4, well, Mark 4 is a very interesting passage. And uh, we're going to just kind of cover it a little bit. Jesus is, is uh, talking to a multitude of people. Before we get to the first part of what he's talking to them about, let's set the stage here by looking at verse 26, and then we'll come back and start the chapter. Verse 26 of Mark 4, uh, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Now, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Imagine this with me. Okay, We are the kingdom kingdom uh, you know we live in the kingdom and the kingdom of God is a method and it's a it's a way that God does things uh, in, in in our lives and in his family and so you know the kingdom Jesus said the kingdom of God is as if a man were to scatter seed okay he's scattering seed on the ground now that's what I'm doing here this morning I am scattering seed We'll learn from the word in just a moment that the seed that Jesus was talking about in his conclusion in verse 26, that seed is the word of God, okay? And so here I am this morning as a sower. I am the man this morning scattering seed on ground. And the seed, it's like broadcasting. It's a, it's a method of planting. If it was... If, if it was in a situation where it was just one-on-one, -on -one, 
okay? Just me and you sitting down talking, I'd be planting the seed. I'd be trying to get a seed and try to, you know, weed everything in that little place and, you know, and, you know, kind of break it up and everything and, and, you know, put that seed down. That's like discipleship, you know? You're one at a time in it, okay? And that one at a time in it, you're guaranteed a little better fruit, a little better, you know, opportunity to see the seed get in a good place and, and get it cultivated and create a relationship between the soil and the seed. But when you're broadcasting seed, when you're just broadcasting it like I'm doing this morning, seed is going to hit every one of you on the head. It just is. Every one of you are going to get hit by seed today. And Jesus is going to tell us four types of people that the seed hits them right in the head. Okay? So we're talking about the Word of God. We're talking about the Word being scattered like seed. It is seed. And we're talking about it hitting you. And we're going to try to see where you are, what kind of person you are today. Okay? And then we're going to encourage you to be the person that you want to be next time you come to church. Okay? Because you can be. Jesus never leaves you in a hole. He always teaches not to condemn, not to criticize, not to judge, but to encourage. He gives you a picture in a parable so that you can become the person in the parable that you want to be. Instead of just say, woe is me, that's the way I am. Oh, I may as well not go to church anymore. That's not where we end with this, all right? So, beginning in Mark chapter 4. Verses 1 through 8, let me paraphrase it. Jesus is telling a parable, okay? And, and a parable is like a parallel truth. Basically, he says this. A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, some fell on stony ground, and some fell among thorns, and other seed fell on good ground. That's basically the parable. Okay? Uh, and, but notice that seed fell everywhere. Some seed fell everywhere. And the hope of the sower was that the seed would fall on good ground. But the sower in this parable is not responsible for where the seed lands. Now, if I was one at a time in it, I would be more responsible for where the seed went. But we're not one at a time in it right now. We are broadcasting you know, some of you know my reference to, oh, brother, where art thou, right? That's the one at a time in it. We's mass communicating, okay? <laughs> we not one at a time in it. We's mass communicating. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> in this scenario, the soil, the person, you are the soil. You are the garden of God. You are God's husbandry. You determine what type of soil you are. I don't decide where the seed is planted. I'm a sower. All I do is broadcast the seed. And I promise you, you are here today in a place where seed is falling. That's probably why you're here, because you know the Word of God is preached from here. I'm not preaching out of Reader's Digest this morning. I'm not telling you about some experience I had or some, you know, some uh, social agenda. I'm not running for political office, and I'm not lying. As if I were. I am 
I am broadcasting the Word of God. This is what the kingdom is like. As if a man were to scatter seed and the seed is hitting people, the Word of God is going to hit every one of you. In every one of those soil types, the word, the seed fell on every one of them, okay? As if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Now, these are the types of people that Jesus referred to in the parable. And you are one of these types today. Okay? You may have been a different type last week. And you may want to be a different type next week. But today, I realize that sitting in this uh, congregation... I will potentially have all four types of soil. Number one was the wayside. What in the world is the wayside? Well, you know, every field has, has, has paths across it or around it or, you know, places, you know, where, where, where they're then hardened by traffic. You know, you, know you, you ever walk across a field and nothing's growing there because, you know, people walk there all the time and it's so traffic that it's so packed down. I mean, it's like concrete. Can you imagine me this morning trying to grow a garden on concrete? I mean, casting, casting the seed out and it hitting concrete. I can't expect a whole lot out of that, can I? No. Well, neither can God. You know, the, the, the word that's preached, if it just hitting concrete this morning, if the seeds are hitting concrete, it's just like a bunch of noise. You know, that, that's all it is. And, and, and uh, you know, and when, when the seed just hits concrete, not only does it not get in your life, but there is a devil out here, Jesus said, that's waiting to get that seed. You won't even make it to the door before that seed is gone. It won't do anything. Going to church today will not make any difference to you if your head's like concrete, if your heart's like concrete. Wayside. Some seed today is absolutely going to be slapped away, pushed away. It's just not going to, it's just going to bounce off. Okay? Now, stony ground. Stony ground. What in the world is stony ground? Well, stony ground is like, you know, uh, under the surface there's rocks. A lot of rocks under the surface. Not much soil. But on the top of that rock is a little crust of soil. You know, just, just a little layer of soil. So that when the seed is, 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 is scattered, I mean, it, you know, the seed might hit on the soil, but it's not very deep. And since it's not deep, the roots cannot take root. There's nothing to draw nutrients from. There's nothing, uh, you know, to, to, to draw water from. There's, 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 no, there's no relationship between the soil and the seed. The seed, there's, 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 there's just no, um, no, uh, no personal contribution. There's no investment in the seed. The soil is not going to invest in the seed. And when that happens, when, when, when the seed falls this morning on stony ground... That means that it that is hitting your life. It's hit, but 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 you're not, you know, you're not going to cultivate it. You're not going to give it the benefit of support. You're not going to create a relationship with it. If 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 the seed and the soil have no relationship, then the seed might spring up for a little while, but soon when heat comes or when pressure comes, it will just wither away and die because it's not being supported. 
How many times have I received a word from God and I have had to do my best to keep feeding that word and feeding that word and rehearsing that word and confessing that word and keeping it supplied and going and finding more words that contribute to the strength of that word and continue just to keep that one word, just to keep that hope alive, just to keep that dream and that vision in God's hands and productive by faith. How many times have I had to supply faith to a word that God gave me, but the faith was my part, the seed of God. God's word is his part, but when it falls in a place to where there is no personal relationship, no personal investment, where there is no contribution of the soil. You see, when the seed falls on you today, if you don't take care of it, it will dry up and wither away. It might last you a day or two, but by Monday afternoon, you may as well not even been to church. Well, come on, this is good stuff. Among thorns. Well, you know, thorns. You know, uh, that's the ground. That's the people that are here this morning. That whatever's preached this morning, even though true, it's just one more thing that I got to do. It's just one more among many other things I got to take care of. You know, I mean, I'm busy this week. There's a lot of things going on, and, you know, I don't really have enough time to pay attention to this. I mean, uh, come on, you know how busy I am? You're talking about me, you know, doing this, having to do this. I mean, you want me to get up and read my Bible? Do you know how busy I am in the morning? Sure, I hear the Word of God. Sure, I, I mean, you want me to pray? Sure, I hear the Word of God. And you, you want me to love my wife? You want me to, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, encourage my children? You want me to do world missions? You want me to visit somebody in the hospital? You want me to feed the hungry? You want me to, you know, uh, help the naked with clothes? You want me to, you know, uh, visit the sick? You want me to, you know, go to the jail? Do you know how busy I am? So that word... Is just one more thing. What God wants me to do is just one more thing that I don't have time to do. Busy. And so it ends up that, you know, the demands of life just end up choking the word out and it becomes unfruitful. You end up just not doing it, you know, because of your money or the desire to do something else. And then, of course, some of you today are good ground. That's, a, that's, that's always the delight of a seed sower. You know, it's good ground. This morning, I'm going to broadcast seed. And you know what? I already know that some of you, it's going to change your life. Why? Because you are going to, to receive it with an open heart and open mind. And not only that, but you're, you're, you're going to embrace it. You're going to love it. You're going to hold on to it. You're going to nurture it. And it's going to bring up 30, 60, 100 fold, the blade, the ear, the full corn in the ear. It's, it's absolutely going to work. Well... Jesus, when he finished telling them that, verse 9, he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. <laughs> yeah. He that is good ground, he that will receive this, let him receive it. But he already knew that, you know, for three-fourths of them, it wasn't going to make a big difference. Wasn't going to make a long-lasting difference. Wasn't going to make a permanent difference. And you know the interesting thing? It was up to them. It's up to you today what this word does in your life. It's designed by God. It's a seed 
of God. And it's designed to change your life forever. Next Sunday, it's up to you what you do with the seed that will be scattered next week and the next week. It's up to you to get a little bit ready for it. But he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, if you come to church like concrete, you didn't even hear Jesus say that. If you come to church like stony ground, it got about this far in, but you'll forget it in the next hour or two. If you came here, you know, in a place that there's so much going on in your life, and instead of listening, instead of letting the seed get down in your heart and creating a relationship with it, uh, you know, you're doing your grocery list right now, or you're Googling what you can, you know, places you can visit in Indonesia, whatever. I don't know what you're doing. Playing games. I don't know. Hello? Because you determine that. You determine, you, no one else can do this. You determine how church affects you. Have you ever been in church and, and saw somebody that the Word of God really made an impact in their life? And, boy, my goodness, their lives changed. And, and whoa, man, it just changed. And, oh, my goodness, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And somebody sitting right beside them. Seed just bounced off of them and they left no different than they came. Or were different maybe for a day and the seed withered away. Or they got so busy that they stopped praying, stopped visiting, stopped reading their Bible because he just got so busy. Well, you know, Jesus gave this parable. And the disciples did not understand it at all. They had no clue to what he was saying. Isn't that amazing? I'm, I'm talking about, he's talking to them right there in front of him. He has a multitude, his disciples, and, and his disciples just absolutely, I don't know what they were doing, but they weren't listening to him. <laughs> you know? It was either, you know, concrete day for one of them, and maybe for one of them it was sitting around thinking, okay, I wonder if I can sit on his right hand or his left hand. You know, ooh, lunch would be good about now. I wish I had some of them fish. I, you know, I caught a lot of fish yesterday. You know, whatever they were doing, but they did not understand what he was saying. Did not have a clue. And so when they were alone, just a little bit later, an hour or so later, they were alone. They came and they asked Jesus. They said, hey, what, are you, what were you talking about a while ago? And Jesus said, my goodness, you don't understand what I was talking about? If you don't understand what I was talking about there, how in the world are you going to understand all the other things I'm saying? Come on now. Listen, I need some good ground around me. I got a lot to do, you know. So he explains. That's where we pick up with reading this morning in the 14th verse. Jesus is explained. He's telling them a second time what he already told them the first time because they must not have been listening. You ever wonder why I repeat myself? Not everybody knows I'm repeating myself. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? You know, I'm just a sower. I'm just, I'm just sowing God's word this morning, broadcasting it. It's hitting you on the head. 
What you do with it will be found in this passage. Verse 14, the sower, Jesus said, let me explain this. The sower sows the word, okay? That's what we're doing today. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes the word that was sown in their hearts. They don't even get to the front door for the word is gone, for the seed is gone. Just like concrete, just like those hard trafficked areas, it just bounces off. It never has a chance. You're not going to grow a crop on, on the driveway. All right. These likewise, Jesus said, are sown on stony grounds who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves. They have no support system in themselves. They're not doing anything to be a supply in themselves. They're not working with the word. They're not personally investing in the word that they're, that, that they're receiving. So they endure only for a time. And afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake. And by the way, the devil's coming for the word. He'll come and get it. If you're like concrete this morning, he'll get that word before you get out of here. You can't, it won't be with you Wednesday, Tuesday. You can't think about it on Tuesday. It won't be there. Okay. If you're stony ground, he'll just try to put a little pressure on you because he knows you have no root. He knows that you're not really committed to a relationship with the word. So you know, even though you say amen today, you'll forget about it. it. It won't be there come Tuesday. You won't be able to even remember what the preacher preached about. You ever had that happen to you? Oh, my goodness, I done gone to meddling now, hadn't I? <laughs> Isn't this fun? You know, I mean, listen, I'm, 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 I'm talking to me as I'm talking to you, and I had to go through this already about three dozen times. So, you know, I've, I've, I already got real convicted Getting, uh, getting, uh, getting myself to a place where I realize what I want to be and what I have to strive to be. So, uh, verse number 18. Well, persecution rises for the word's sake. Immediately they stumble. Verse 18. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. Now, notice. Every soil type, every person hears the word. Jesus is very specific here. Seed fell on every ground, and he's saying here that every person is hearing the word. He'll say it every time. They heard the word, they heard the word, they heard the word, okay? These are the ones who hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires of other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful you know uh if if the devil can't make you bad he'll do his best to make you busy and if he can't make you busy he'll try to make you rich okay because he knows all these things work against the word in your life they work in and if he can just give you some you know extra things to do this week if he can just make you busy and the cares of this world or the deceitfulness of um, a little more money. Money is deceptive. More, you think more money means you can do more. You know, uh, it just means God may want more. If, if God is, is, has something to do, he's looking for somebody to give to so he can get it done through them. It's a God principle. Anyway, it makes the word become unfruitful. 
Verse 20, and these are the ones sown on good ground who, when they hear the word, accept it. That means they receive it. They embrace it. They value it. They, yes, yes, you know, and I'm, I'm well aware that most all of you are in that category this morning. You are so excited. You were sitting on the edge of your seat this morning. When you got up this morning, you probably got up early, maybe 4, 35 o'clock, just waiting and watching your watch. Just wait, couldn't wait for church to start because you know, oh my goodness, when I get there, Ooh, there's going to be seed falling all on me. The Word of God is going to come to me. Woo! And it's going to change my life forever. It's going to bless me and make me a blessing. God knows what I have need of before I need. And he's going to have the preacher sow seed. He's going to scatter seed all. And Ooh, glory. I know that's how you did this morning. The good ground that you are. You started worshiping about 6 o'clock, getting your hearts ready. Woo! Yeah. You began praying in tongues about 8. Yeah. You got all excited. You came into church this morning. And, you know, you bypassed the coffee bar to run inside and just <laughs> sit in the presence of the sanctuary. Listening to them Practice praise and worship. Because you knew that the life-changing power of Almighty God was going to show up and he was going to scatter seed and it was going to get into your life because you're good ground and you were going to value it. You were going to receive it and accept it and it was going to bear fruit in your life. And, you know, uh, some people are only going to get a little bit out of it, 30-fold. Other people are going to get a, a 60-fold squeeze out of it. Oh, but you, you're going to get a hundredfold, aren't you? You're going to get all you can out of it. You're just going to absolutely let that word, I mean, why not? Aren't you after the fruit? Sure. Or why did you come today? Why do you go down to the store and buy a tomato plant so that you can say, I got a tomato plant? So that you can, you know, um, you know, hopefully, you know, prune it and make a bonsai tomato plant out of it. What are you looking for? The tallest? What are you looking for? The most leaves? What are you looking for if you go down and invest in a tomato plant? What are you looking for? Tomatoes. Yeah, we're looking for fruit, right? That's what God is looking for, fruit. That's why he's going to all this trouble. It's not so that you can be a good-looking Christian. It's not so that you can, you know, be a, an, an educated Christian. It's not so that you know, it's so that you can be a fruitful Christian. He's looking for fruit. He's looking for when you leave here that love and joy and peace and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and self-control would just be so bursting out in your life that when you walk through Walmart, people are saying, my goodness, there's something different about that person. Oh, I feel that there's joy in their life and there's peace. Not just peace to have, but peace to give. It's, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's, it's an anointing that follows us when we're fruitful Christians. Merciful and kind, forgiving, 
filled with joy. God's looking for some tomatoes. <laughs> this is pretty good, huh? All these people heard, they all heard the word. They had one thing in common. This morning, everyone is hearing the word. That's what you have in common. And remember, Jesus said in verse 26 that the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed. And it falls on the ground. You're the ground, and you choose what kind of ground you are. Where are you today? Allow me to, to ask you to just take a little inventory. This is not you know, for condemnation, criticism, and it's not for praise. It's, it's a, a, a recognition. Just a little self-assessment. You know, and by the way, this not only works in church, it also works in school if you're not concrete when you go to school. Hello. It'll also work when you go to the counselor. Okay? Oh, if you're going to invest in something, you know, you might be missing what you need because you're not prepared to receive. Today, are you by the wayside? Are you hardened by the traffic of life? Today, are you that shallow listener, unmotivated, uninspired to make a personal investment in God's Word today? Are you too busy? Are you that thorny, weed-covered ground this week? Are you too busy to just add one more thing to your plate so that you're just unwilling to, to give God some priority time because you already got a lot going on. Or this morning, are you paying attention? Are you hoping to hear something from God that you can put in practice in your life to bless you, to guide you, to direct you, protect you, to encourage you, to increase you, to inspire you, and to make you a blessing to God and others? You see, the Bible says that Satan, the devil, is walking about like a roaring lion. He's seeking whom he may devour. While God is broadcasting seeds of hope and faith and love, the devil is trying to take them away from you. He's trying to make the word of God of no effect in your life. You know, seeds are falling all around us this morning. They're falling all around us. I'm scattering seeds for the kingdom today. Seeds of life and joy and peace and faithfulness today. There are seeds available right now. There are seeds of direction, refreshing, encouragement, revival, renewal, seeds of relationship. There are seeds of divine intervention, divine direction, seeds of hope and faith and love are all around. Seeds of forgiveness, seeds of grace, seeds of salvation, seeds of abundant life. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could think or ask according to what is at work in you. The power, God's seed in your life is success. Fruit of God in your life. This morning I want to encourage you not only today but in life. Don't be like concrete. When your wife tells you something to do, listen. Okay, that was just seeing how many of you were listening. 
Wasn't that funny? Okay. I know this week I'm going to be told at least once, don't be like concrete. Don't be by the wayside. Don't just be shallow. Don't be too busy. How in the world could a seed, if it was truly, if this was the truth, if, if I am sent by God as a sower with seed, just, just give me that. If I am, if I am broadcasting the word of God this morning, if I am, and if seed is falling on you today or anyone else, how in the world could someone make the seed of no effect in their life? How could the seed of God be hitting you on the head today and not changing your life? Because people have almost an automatic habit. It's almost like an automatic response. And if you have developed an automatic response of slapping things away that you don't like, slapping things away that you don't have time for, pushing them aside, turning it on others. If this morning the seed hits you and all you can do is just take it off and throw it over there at somebody who is here or somebody who's not here because you think they need to hear it, it's never going to change your life. If you excuse yourself from the implication of God's Word, if you remove yourself from having to obey God's Word, if there's some reason why you don't have to feed the hungry or give water to the thirsty, if there's some reason why you don't help clothe the naked, if there's some reason you have gotten an excuse, uh, an excuse or a pass from God that you don't have to visit sick people, please let me know where you got that excuse because it's keeping you from being fruitful and a blessing in the hands of God. And somewhere today, if you are combating, that's one of the things I wrote down, one of the reasons why the seed makes no difference in people's lives is because they over-talk the message in their head. It's like trying to debate on a stage with a bunch of other politicians and being over-talked. Nothing actually gets to the root of the matter. The fact of the matter is, this word applies to every one of us. And Jesus is not here trying to condemn. He's here trying to encourage and and, 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 and inspire us. Don't override the conviction. Don't justify your sinful actions. Don't remove yourself from the authority of God's word. Don't devalue the seed that God has chosen to cast on your head today. Don't deny the challenge that you've heard in the house. Don't turn it off. Don't turn the preacher off because it's gotten uncomfortable. Don't turn the preacher off because I'm too busy or I don't want to. You're negating a lot of growth in your life. You're exempting yourself from so many opportunities to be fruitful and fruit makes everybody happy wouldn't you like a little more joy in your life a little more peace in your life a little more direction a little more protection a little more encouragement wouldn't you like a little more of God in your life sure it's hard to get God in with a hard heart or a stony ground or, 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 or you know our, our thorns and thistles or, 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 or you know we're supposed to break up our fallow ground. 
You know what fallow ground is? Fallow ground is, is, is ground that's, that's, well, it's been left. Generally, in the Word of God, when they talk about fallow ground, they're talking about uh, ground that has uh, gone through a Sabbath year. You know, you, you, six years you plant your field in the Old Testament, and the seventh year you let your field rest. Well, we don't necessarily do that, but I have had the same experience because, uh, you know, I was raised on a farm, you know, plowing with a tractor, sowing the seeds, you know, you know but, but uh, we would plow in the, in, in the springtime. And, you know, and then we would harvest and everything. We would have some fall crops as well. But generally, when it came wintertime, we didn't do anything. And the ground, it gave the ground a time to, uh, like that seventh year, to resupply its nutrients and to get stronger and to get richer and to get more full. That's why God wanted it to rest a year. That's why we change crops today is so that the ground can be replenished. But when we would go out there, in the springtime, you know, ready to sow seeds, you know, to plant corn or peas or whatever else we were going to plant. You know, the top of that ground, the same garden we used last year, going through a hard winter, it's just crusty on top. You know what I mean? You could peck on it. You ever do that? You ever peck on the ground? Pop, 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 pop. Oh, I have so many times. You know, you can punch a hole through it, but it's just crusty on top. Underneath, it's, it's great soil, but it's so hard, it's fallow. It is, it is tillable, but it's not tilled. It's usable, but it's not used. That's what the word fallow means. Usable, but not used. Tillable, but not tilled. It has potential, but it's crusty. It's got a hard layer on the top of it. Jeremiah chapter 4 verse 3 says, For thus says the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and do not sow among thorns. You know, that's our job. You know, God, God's job is to supply the seed. My job is to scatter it, you know. Your job is to break up that fallow ground. Your job is to make sure that, 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 that you've, you know, done a little weeding before you get to church that you've done a little cultivating, that you've actually, you know, plowed a little bit and stirred it up a little bit to a depth that, that, that takes care of the root system that it needs. Hosea 10 verse 2 says, Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground. We have to break up the fallow ground so it can receive the seed. For it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. It's our responsibility to break up that fallow ground. Because if we don't till it, if we don't cultivate it, seeds just bounce off. And sometimes wonderful, well-meaning, good, God-fearing, Bible-toting, you know, song-singing Christians come into a church. And when it comes time for the word, they've done nothing to prepare themselves for that word. That's one of the reasons why we praise and worship. The Bible says that, that, that Judah is a plowman. Judah plows. So Ephraim, who was the teacher, can ride. That's one of the reasons why we plow your hearts, hoping that we're preparing your heart a little bit, breaking up that fallow ground so that the seed can find its way into the good soil that God knows is right underneath that fallow ground in your life. It's tillable, but 
but you need to till it. What's the remedy? Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Pay attention to what you hear. Okay? Value what you hear. Take heed what you hear. He said, as he continues in that verse, for the person that hears will get more. Okay? It's a process. So my challenge to you this morning is to just examine yourself. What, what type of soil are you? How, how are you approaching your Sunday mornings, for example? Let's just relegate it to that. You know, I mean, you're here in church. You know, you'll probably be here next week. In the next week. Maybe Wednesday night as well. How are you preparing yourself for the sower to scatter seeds? It's the word of God you're going to hear in this place. Coming this next week, beginning this next week, I'll, uh, you know, I'll be preaching next week on healing. We're starting our healing series. Let me encourage you, prepare your heart. Because if there's anything you want to be fruitful in, it's, it's healing. And you can prepare your heart. Just stir up your heart. Break up your heart. Open up your heart. And make sure when you get here next Sunday that you're good ground. You're, you're going to accept the Word of God that the devil's not going to compete with it in such a way that he robs it or that, 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 that you know, you're not going to let hurt or disappointment turn you into concrete so that by the time you get here Sunday, you're just sitting here and using this as a place for meditation so that you can just remember how mad you are. Or that you're not going to just not pay attention. This is just not the place, you know, for a nap maybe. That you're going to come and Open up your heart because God's word changes things.